I assure you that How are we doing, everybody? It is July 13th, Monday, 3.20 in the afternoon. I hope you're all doing well. Um, I am your host of the Common Chaos Podcast, Brian Kern. You probably already know that because you're tuning in for another new episode. I apologize for my absence. I say that a lot. I've recognized that. That's a habit of mine. It's a habit of mine that I'm looking to overcome, but I want you to know that With every absence from this podcast comes work and uh, a level of diligence that I put into um, what I want to present you guys. And I can't just, on a whim, come in and record and expect it to be something worth sharing. Um, You know, and I don't know if that comes from the artistic side of myself, you know, I've always been into music and art and uh, the creative side of me and it has a has a perfectionism to it, which is annoying at times because I can't seem to break out of that shell and just sit down and talk. Um, although I want to all the time, and when I do find something that I know is going to be worth all the work and the 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 uh, the effort, you know, I, I I try to bring that to you guys as best I can, and I promise I'm getting better at it. And I'm going to be doing it more often as long as I continue to get better at it. So, But before we get into that, let's get the formalities out of the way. As you know, this episode of the Common Chaos Podcast is brought to you by Fightback CBD. Fightback CBD is a 100% THC-free, 100% organic THC oil. Uh, it is a company, Fightback CBD is a company ran by my good friend Justin McClenney. Uh, who I used to train jiu-jitsu with. He is another jiu-jitsu practitioner out here in Austin, Texas, and he has, without a doubt, hands down, probably the best CBD oil on the market today. Um, and what's really cool about Justin and his company is that he goes out of his way to sponsor average people, uh, people like you, people like me, people that are, you know, have no celebrity value or, or, or influence to their name. They're just hardworking, dedicated people, and they, they, they try to spread a positive message or, 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 or a decent message anyways. And Justin goes out of his way to help these people get what they want, help these people, uh, whether it's a jiu-jitsu athlete trying to sign up for a tournament or somebody that needs um, you know, some recognition for something or, or, or support in some way. Justin is a phenomenal human being and goes out of his way to help people. And one of his biggest contributions is Fight Back CBD. Um, you know, if you want the best version of, uh, of what Justin is about, then I encourage you to go back and listen to, uh, an episode I did with him. It's about four episodes back. I can actually find that out for you guys right here because I can multitask. Um, you know, people out here love fight back CBD because again, it is 100, 100, 1-800, 1-800, fight back. No, it is 100% uh, THC free, which is important for a lot of people. It is uh, 100% organic which is another big thing. It's reasonably priced, you guys. I mean, this is some of the most affordable CBD you can get, especially with CBD being so prominent 
right? Everybody is sponsored by a CBD company, it seems like. Um, and for, for fuck's sake, you need a good product at a decent price, and that's what he's providing. Um, and he not only has uh, his oil, but he also has vapes now. Uh, and one of his newest additions, which I'm the biggest fan of, are his terpenes. He has these new oils that have active terpenes in them, and these active terpenes are flavored. Um, right now, I'm on a fruit punch uh, flavor and it, it tastes like uh, or not fruit punch but it's like a fruit mix and it tastes like uh, fruity pebbles and so I drop a couple in either my uh, one of my drinks or I'll, uh, I'll drop some after a training session and you don't have uh, you don't have that oily uh, THC or uh, I'm sorry not THC but hemp uh, you know uh, that weed taste right you know what I'm talking about uh, you don't get that you get a, you get a blast of fruit uh, or you get a blast of lemon he's got a new lemon flavor that just came out um, he also has uh, some, uh, he also sells merchandise. He's got ranked rash guards. If you are a uh, jiu-jitsu or an MMA practitioner and you enjoy rash guards, you enjoy wearing them, you want to get one that represents your belt rank, he has those. He has t-shirts. He has, um, I believe he has rigs that he also sells, uh, vape rigs, uh, just real simple ones that you can get uh, his, his actual vapes with. I'm going to get you what that episode of that podcast was, guys. It is entitled Fight Back with Justin McClaney. It's episode number 59. Um, it's about it's about eight or nine episodes back, ten episodes back. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. You can head on over to fightbackcbd.com and, of course, save 20% on your entire order by entering the code CHAOS. That is right, C-H-A-O-S, CHAOS. Uh, and you can save 20% on your order, and that's off everything. So you can get the vape, you can get the oils, you can get the merch, you can get it all. Fightbackcbd.com. Uh, another little announcement for you guys. I uh, have another read I get to do, um, which is exciting. This is an odd one. The show itself isn't necessarily brought to you by a, uh, a sponsor, but uh, I, I guess myself, I guess I am brought to you by a sponsor. Um, I had this company called Society Sucks uh, reach out to me. Fitting, right? Because that seems to be a pretty, a pretty uh, like-minded opinion that I hold as of late. Um, I, I digress, maybe not, but anyway, society sucks seems fitting for the common chaos podcast, does it not? And, uh, they reached out to me. They are also another company that, uh, reaches out to the average person. They reach out to, uh, it seems like, you know, maybe a, a renegade style. They reach out to a model style that is more edgy, a little bit more, uh, outspoken. Uh, I follow, several of the artists and the models that they have on their roster and um they reached out to me and they were like hey we, we would be uh, we think this is a cool little thing that you could do for us and i'm sure it was just to get me to fucking get in and get sold on what their product is and what their merchandise is um but you know what i like it i enjoy it um i think that they've got a creative little angle to the merchandise that they're that they're pushing out there and uh, you know, it's something that I could definitely see myself wearing. It's definitely something that would, uh, is in what I hope is a conversation starter. I hope that I can wear this in public and have someone uh, go, Hey, you know, what's up, man. And then I can maybe preface and say, Hey, this is a, this is a pretty common outlook and this is a pretty, uh, and here's why a lot of people think this. And I think that I have a voice that I can speak to why people think that. And then I can, of course, segue into the podcast, segue into things that I'm doing to, to shed light on why, uh, on some nuances within society that could be a little bit better. So yeah, Society Sucks. Um, you can find them at societysucksco.com and you can save 15% on your merchandise by using the code CHAOS, of course. Um, you'll actually be seeing some promo photos of me 
in a root of all evil t-shirt, which is the some devil hands holding some money, because we all know money is the root of all evil, right? But it's also the fuel. It's the fuel that keeps people uh, in this, this zone that allows them to do things and get creative and be daring and be bold. And sometimes it, it, it drives people to do some crazy shit, right? And it drives people to do sensical things. It drives people to work harder for their families and for their loved ones. But it also drives people to do some do some nonsense so i figured why the fuck not i'm gonna get that um and they're sending me a couple other items and i'm gonna fucking throw those on and try to take pictures where i don't look too douchey and i'm gonna post them on the internet for the whole world to see because god damn it people like me um but yeah head on over to societysucksco.com save yourself 15 percent on any of their shirts any of their uh their accessories they've got hats they've got beanies they have posters they've got sweats I got myself a pair of some sweatpants that I feel are going to look um, pretty pretty schnazzy. Uh, so you'll probably get a, a photo of like my crotch or something in my sweatpants. So yeah, check that out. Get ready for that, guys. I know you're excited. Um, the title of this episode, Pins and Needles, I think is very fitting right now. I think a lot of people are probably feeling like they're on pins and needles, right? The the colloquialism that we use for feeling anxiety or, or, or uh, you know... Uh, uneasiness, we're anxious, we're, we're, we're walking on broken glass, we're uh, whatever word or, or phrase you want to use for this tense feeling that we're all feeling. I chose to go with pins and needles because that's what popped into my head. I'm choosing to talk about this because I think it's important, guys. I think this is something that everybody in the entire, uh, well, at least the United States, I, I guess I'll focus this on the United States more so than the world. Um, I think everybody's feeling this right now. And I think it's for a couple of reasons, right? I think it's because we've all been locked up in our homes for a couple of months now. I think it's because we've all been isolated. We're told that we can't go out and see our loved ones in fear of killing them, in fear of making them ill, in fear of ourselves getting ill, in fear of getting others ill, having this, this weird guilt over our heads about going out and experiencing life. Uh, of course, politicized to a degree. I'm not saying that uh, COVID isn't real. I know dozens and dozens of people personally in my own life that have that have uh, suffered with this that have had this um you know and it's ranged from a, a, a range of no symptoms at all to being bedridden in hospital and you know in the hospital bedridden but also at home being told that you know hey all you can do is is sweat it out in your bed and, and having it miserably you know linger for two weeks like it's you know and there are a couple of people i know that still have symptoms you know, whether it be tiredness or, or, or some pain in their chest or what have you, lingering coughs. Um, so I'm not denying it. It's a very real thing. And I, I'm, I'm trying to be as cautious and as, as uh, logically, I'm trying to keep it as logical as possible in my head how I'm approaching it. And I've had a couple of different discussions on uh, Facebook recently about it and a couple of different topics I've dropped about it. And it's, I don't want to go too, too far down the COVID rabbit hole, right? But there's a lot going on. Um, election time, of course, this is going to be a tense year, another four years. There's a lot of people angry about the last one. Um, sports are canceled. There's a plethora of things going on, guys, that are causing people to feel this uneasiness and this anxiety. And I'm experiencing it. I'm experiencing it probably just as much as anybody else's. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to come off sounding cliche or sounding cheesy um, when I'm trying to convey my message in this episode, but there's a certain level of like trust, trusting the process or trusting the universe that you have to do uh, 
I guess if you want to kind of experience what I've experienced and I kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show, I, I, I want to bring you guys something of substance. I want to bring you guys something that is of value, not just me talking into a microphone in hopes that people like what I say. I want to bring you guys something that is of use and um, I think that comes best with experience and I think that comes best with what I'm able to put either pen to paper or thoughts, you know, into a recording or what have you. And, you know, I, I, I experience things different from other people, of course, in my own unique way. Right. But I, I feel the same feelings that people feel and, and I can empathize with people. I can sympathize with people. I can, I, I'm apathetic. I, I just, I, I'm a very emotional person. My, my, my friends and my family know this and I, that's how I connect with people. I connect with people on emotions. I connect with people, you know, through laughter and through uh, conversation. And, and that's just what my skill is, I guess. Right. And, um, you know, I, I'm I've also had to learn that skill. I've also had to learn how to communicate and how to properly feel emotions and become emotionally intelligent myself. And it, it it's hard. It's tough you know, and it's not an easy process, but it's one that I've endured and it's one that I, I continue to endure. And I think that that's something that is, it has value in, in the experience that I had for sure, because I think this experience, although it didn't go perfectly, um, has really impacted me and has really given me something to, to hold on to and to, to bring back to people and to, you know, people that I lead, my team and, and, and my friends and my family. And, and it's a very valuable lesson and a very valuable experience. And my actions within this experience were right actions, wrong actions, fucking <laughs> the most random actions, wild card actions, whatever you want to call them. They're all over the place. Um, and what this, what, what this is, is this is a, a communication. This experience I have isn't just one incident. It's several different pieces that, that I've put together. And it, it paints this picture of just being able to communicate with a little bit more compassion, a little bit more humanistic qualities behind it, rather than just this, we're reacting right now. We're reacting out of, out of fear, out of anger, out of uh, the unknown, out of uncertainty, out of uh, grief, out of whatever it may be, where we're, we're reacting in like these dark times. I refer to it as the Great Depression. I refer to the 2020. Uh, before 2020 even came, hey, are we going to experience another Great Depression during this decade? And I thought of one being like a mental depression, like we really are with social media and literally the biggest social experiment of all time, this, this fucking United States, this plan of freedom and uh, and, and, and just, I don't know, liberty and all these weird things like, man, we're, we're, we're witnessing the results of it day after day after day. And it's not like it's any conclusive results where it's like a living, breathing thing. It's, it's, it's different results every day, you know, repeated results, new results, random results. And I don't think anybody really knows how to contain it, let alone the, the, they can't contain their lives, let alone contain the the management of the world or how the world works. But, you know, the the inability to make sense of what's going on and the chaos that's going on in the outside world is definitely causing a collapse within people's little communities and within their little worlds that they have to manage and have more control over. Um, you know, and I don't know what's causing it for other people. For me, it's, you know, the inability to express myself properly, the inability to, to meet people, the inability to uh, go see my friends and my family in California and be able to, 
to go about my life how I normally would, but hey, it's a struggle, right? I got to endure it just like any, anybody else. And we got to, you know, understand that during these times, support is important and, and, and being mindful of your, your, yourself and your family and your health. And, you know, I really hope that this, these last six, seven months have, you know, help people realize what's important to them and what's important to, uh, you know, their lives. Um, and without getting too off track. So, uh, the, the experiences that I've had, and I'm going to go over just a couple of them, but what, what I've realized is I think I, I understand where people are coming from. And I think to better, um, get through these tough times, I think to better, to better prepare ourselves for the outside world, right? When we do get thrown back into it and we are opening back up a little bit more and we are, uh, engaging a little bit more and it is a little bit, uh, of a, of a, more normal life, right? We're not going to expect total normal for a while, but we need to, right? For our own sanity. People can't be locked up forever. People can't be, you know, hiding behind a mask forever. And I'm not arguing the mask thing either. And that, that's also an equation in, in this whole uh, experience that I've had. And, you know, I just, I get where people are coming from in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to um, be able to, to see different sides and different perspectives on like a daily basis and, and really catch a glimpse of, I think what's going on. So I recognize that I can be better at communicating with people. And this all came about, uh, at my, my nine to five, um, for, for the sake of this story, I won't be too specific. Um, you know, I, I, you can go back and put the pieces together and figure out where I work. But for this particular episode, I'm not going to say, but in my nine to five, I am in a customer service, uh, tech related industry, uh, sales related industry. And, um, you know, communications related industry, right? That's what I do. And I am the, basically the manager at a retail location and, uh, you know, second in command and, uh, first in command on a lot of days when I'm the only one in the building or the only one in the business. And, uh, there was a situation with the customer. I've been referring to him as civil war, civil war boy. Um, and that's because he basically threatened civil war on me in the store over a mask policy that we have that you had to wear a mask inside, you know, cause that's what most of the country at the time was doing. And now all of the country, uh, for the most part, especially all of Texas at the time, Texas had some very loose regulations and, and requirements around the masks and now it's been mandated. So, uh, you know, it was only a matter of time before the, the gentleman would have had to put a mask on and he didn't like the idea of having to put a mask on in, in the location and there was a little bit of an incident and a drink thrown and words exchanged outside of uh, my place of business and he was like, yo, you're lucky it's not the Civil War because I'd come back for you and bounced or something to that degree, a little bit more intense, but summing it up for you. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was an experience, right? I had to go through the whole corporate rigmarole of fucking filing an incident report and talking to the police and doing a whole bunch of nonsense and, you know, the whole time figuring out why this dude would make a comment like that, why this guy would flip his switch and have such a intense reaction to a pretty just common thing that has been going on. This was less than a month ago. So well into the mask, uh, mask aspect of this pandemic. And I get that. Hey, that that's being politicized and, and made pl a political problem and an issue and in the media. And I get that too. And hey, guys, as a member of the media and being a journalist and the communications uh, person, right? I, I, that's my expertise. Um, you know, and I'm I, that was another huge moment in this whole uh, experience that I had. Is you know, I'm I'm 
in a leadership development program and I, I'm currently going to school for a degree in communications. This is what I do. I can be better at it and I need to start m m using my tools and my resources more that I have allotted to me, you know, for at, at, at will. I can go and pull and, and rely on these resources and I need to start doing that. And, you know, um, I'm fortunate, again, enough to, to, to be where I'm at in the professional world and in the academic world and, uh, and learn from these things. And, so the incident at work takes place with Civil War Boy, and I, I, I contemplate it, and my, my team, who I'm in charge with and who I care for a lot, you know, they're not feeling safe on, on several different aspects, right? They're not feeling the safest with health standards, COVID, right? People not coming in wearing masks. They're worried about their safety and their health and their family. But at the same time, they're worried about crazy customers coming in. They're worried about lunatics popping off and making threats and, you know, just being maniacs and you know i had to figure out how to how to manage that but i also was feeling even more anxious right because i was concerned for several reasons um the biggest was that it wasn't the, just this isolated incident this was without a doubt the biggest threat the biggest uh the biggest hoopla of it all right because it was a couple minute interaction again the gentleman threw a drink um my other manager was involved. There was, you know, some some tense moments. 911 was called, obviously. Uh, but this wasn't the only... And I live in, you know, this is Hodunk, Texas, right? And because uh, I live in Austin. And this is right on the outskirts. And it, it can be a mix of people. And it can be just a, a weird melting pot of, of personalities and characters. And there was several instances where, you know, we had to basically be enforcers two average people two leaders at a at a retail store in, in in the corporate world are like out here having to be enforcers of like moral and civil behaviors uh you know multiple times having to having to you know address customers that were being mouthy or either at our people or at, 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 at each other customers within the store trying to fight and then mouthy at us and you know, everybody pins and needles. This is how people react when, when, when things are tense and there's anxiety, right? I always learned that you want to make things intense, not tense. You want it to be an intense environment in the workplace or an intense environment within a sports team, right? You want to intense, high energy focus, uh, uh, abilities at a peak, you know, performance, uh, not missing a beat, having a, having a, uh, uh, a very dialed in, systematic, clean, uh, flawless approach, right? This mechanical approach. You don't want any room for like error. You don't want a tense environment where people won't react quickly. They won't respond appropriately. They won't, uh, you know, they're, they're tense. They're, that's the difference. An intense environment and a tense environment are two very different things. And, uh, but a lot of people mistake the two. A lot of people mistake the two and it can cause a lot of conflict. Speaking of conflict, I'm currently smack dab in the middle of a conflict and communication class. So I'm having to deal with people's inability to speak with one another, inability to communicate and come to a conclusion or an agreement or a solution to a problem. I'm, I'm learning firsthand and putting myself in situations and scenarios firsthand where I have to apply these techniques, not just through the schoolwork and through the, the, what's being thrown at me but in real life and it's it's eye-opening you know it's like uh it's like training for anything else like on the job kind of like hey you're just thrown in there and you're learning while you're going you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna fumble but you better just be able to adapt adapt quickly or you're just not gonna cut it and I can't not cut it 
I just can't. And I know that my habits of not being the most diligent when it comes to topics and following through on whether or not I'm going to record about them are, are missteps in my confidence, in my, my character. They're, they're little things that I have to tweak and fix. And, you know, I only think that I'm going to be able to, once I find out my like authentic self and my, you know, I'm trying to do that through just obstacles I put myself through. That'll connect a little bit more here at the end of the episode, but yeah, I recognize my mistakes and I recognize where I'm missing missing things. And I took the I took I take these incidents that I've been experiencing, you know, at work as as misses. You know, I'm in charge of how that floor operates, and I'm in charge of how um, the environment of that store is and the climate is. And it, it I could feel it, you know, or I'm partly in charge, right? Maybe it's not all my responsibility, but I'm partially in charge. And I felt that it wasn't going as smoothly and as as well-oiled as it could have. And, uh, you know, a, a culmination of schoolwork and, um, I mean, I got high as balls one day and, like, I, I was definitely meditating and just trying to be in the moment and focus on what I had going on in life and, and you know, just a, a, a normal standard routine that I try to do. I try to be mindful and in the moment and have, like, mental clarity. I've been working on that a lot during this, this pandemic and it's something that's helped. You know, I, I try to take couple moments out of my day just for silence and for reflection and for eventual like loss of thought and just that that clear headspace you know until my alarm starts buzzing and it snaps me back into reality but I try to reach a, a calm some sort of state every day right and through doing that and and, and schoolwork and um you know along with these very tense moments at work and these very um random, oftentimes aggressive, uh, just short bursts, right? Where we're put in situations that in any other time we're not having to deal with. We're having to deal with rowdy, you know, unnecessary customers all because of policies and, and political things and fucking, you know, shit on the news, like shit that has nothing to do with our environment and where we're at. And people were walking on eggshells and, you know, it, it just dawned on me that there's, oh, oh, what I was getting at is on top of all this, you know, they just announced that they're taking me and my other manager out of this location. They're moving us. So now this team that is oftentimes, you know, looking to us for guidance and looking to us for results and, and, and solutions to a lot of these issues is going to lose us. It's fucking crazy. You're, you know, it's a big, mo- and this is all within the last month. So this is very current still ongoing things and, and I'll, I'll sum it up but yeah these are big moves big changes and I yeah I fucking had to come up with something I had to be at ease with what was going on and I was just at home thinking about it all the time bringing it up with people and just trying to brainstorm on what I could do differently and you know I started looking at myself as a part of the problem rather than just rather than just this guy having a bad attitude and being a shithead and coming at me with a bunch of fucking nonsense you know I started looking at it like what wasn't what did I say something at the beginning you know and and I've I've told a couple of my friends about the incident a little bit more in detail and when he showed up I could tell I could tell this guy was going to at least that's what I I look back on I look back on going man this guy's probably going to say something I was thinking that as he was approaching me but then I wondered 
that process in my head that's going on is did my eyes give off like a weird look did because i'm wearing a mask right he can't see like the i can't see if i'm smiling if i'm greeting him with like a you know smirk or frown or what's going on right and he obviously doesn't want to wear a mask so he's definitely not going to uh think any type of uh oh maybe this gentleman's smiling behind that mask no he's like this fucktard's wearing a mask and i don't want to have to wear a mask and like that's his attitude i can only assume approaching this situation and nobody's going to tread on him as he wears his don't tread on me t-shirt uh you know and i just he probably was waiting for me to have to say something to him. And what did I say? I did, did I introduce myself? No. Did I say, hey, man, this is how we're operating today? No. It was just, hey, man, do you have a mask? And I, then I, that dawns on me. Like, hey, that's what my team does. That's what people are doing all over the place. That's what people are doing everywhere. Everyone's scared. Everyone's, you know, I, can, I would be rich if I had a dollar for every place I went into. And the first thing out of someone's mouth towards someone without a mask is, sir, mask, ma'am, mask. Like, there's no... You know, there's nobody outside, a few places, Costco I've complimented, I've complimented a couple of other bigger chains, Trader Joe's, uh, for having processes, but a lot of places now that the standard is to just open back up and wear a mask, it's kind of the wild west, you're not getting any guidance, so a lot of people are going into places and just being bombarded with masks demands, and put your mask on, and fucking people looking at them funny, and of course it's going to be tense for them, and then you have the people that want to wear masks, and are getting looks from people that don't want to wear masks, and it's just, it's not the equations aren't good. All the equations out there, or a lot of the equations out there that are going on aren't good, right? Because people aren't fucking taking any other perspective other than their own because they're in a weird, scared situation. They're in a state where they don't know what's going to happen next. Again, uncertainty. Uh, people are referring to the pandemic and what's going on as uh, unprecedented. Like, we're, we're not experiencing anything normal. So, of course, people are going to have weird reactions and they're going to be stuck. They're going to be frozen. not going to know what to do. They're going to need support. They're going to need help from people. They're going to need guidance. That's what they're going to need. And it dawned on me. I'm like, fuck, man. The only person in the entire fucking world that I can control, whose only per only attitude that I can get in touch with and get into in in into and change is my own. Hands down. That's a fucking hundred percent fact. Everybody knows that. You know it. Stop denying it. You, no matter what you do, no matter how much you complain, no matter how much you whine, no matter how much you bitch and moan, you're never, ever, ever gonna get somebody's attitude to change. You might get them something to think about that'll change it. You might give them a different perspective, but you yourself are not the reason they are changing their minds. They are doing it out of either influence or their own thought process, but it is not your command that is changing their mind. You know, in rare situations, I think that that would ever be the case. Maybe if someone's got a gun to your head and a fucking polygraph test and they can really tell that they are changing your mind, but, you know, the a perspective is a hard thing to change and, and someone's point of view on stuff is hard to change. We all know that. And, the only persons you're really going to be able to have control over is your own. And I realized that, I think, before in the past and several times with several other lessons that I've had to learn. And for whatever reason, this one just hit, hits me hard. This one hits me with, uh, you know, hey, you are the only one that you can control. And then I started getting even deeper into like stoicism and how to control my emotions, not just my attitude, but like how to control my emotional response. I mentioned earlier that I'm a very emotional person and that's what I feel helps me with my, uh, my capabilities and, 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 and talking with people and, 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 and listening and, and, and sharing information and telling stories. And I think that I can, I can, you know, I can get that out of people. Dogs are going crazy in the background. 
I think that I can get that out of people and I think that I can, you know, connect with people in that way. But I have to also learn to control my emotions. You know, I have to learn to control my ideas and my thoughts and, and my own reactions to them because that's the most important part, right? That's the only way I'm going to be able to fully control my attitude and eventually my ego, right? Um, you know, stoicism, I've been doing daily stoic, like uh, it's daily stoic is a book everybody's been raving about, right? We've had it and I've been, I've put myself back into it. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to read these again. I need this daily dose of, along with my mindfulness, I need this daily dose of realism and this daily dose of real, of reality check, a chin check, right? Cause for a good hot minute, that's what I was thinking about civil war boy. I was like, civil war boy just needed to get choked out. Civil War boy didn't understand that he was five foot four and had push come to shove, I would have pushed him and he was on the top of a ramp and he probably would have rolled down the fucking ramp. And, you know, he probably did need to get chin checked and have a reality, uh, have reality face forward with him and, and, and somebody to say, hey, do you want to start over? But hey, I did too, man. I probably did that day too because I've been tense. I've been anxious. I haven't been introducing myself to people or smiling at people with my eyes and not my mouth, right? Because we have masks again. You know, I need to be chin checked too every now and then. And that's what this realization was. This realization was, holy fuck, Brian, you're, you know, it's not just him, man. What can I do to, to try to make this situation a little bit better? And that's what dawned on me. I, I think we need more compassion. I think we need more, um, more love or more, you know, understanding. Um, there's a lot of dissent, a lot of dissent on social media, a lot of dissent in the news. That's all the media is, guys. As again, as a member of the media, that's all it is. It's all dissent. It's all us versus them. You know, nobody's talking about how to stay healthy during these times. Nobody's talking about how to approach people and how to have some sort of, you know, I, I, it's a joke. I call him Civil War Boy, but maybe that's what we are witnessing. You know, I listened to an interview with James Lindsay yesterday, who is very up on the up on par with what's going on through in the academic world. Ironically enough, you know, I'm talking about academia a lot, but what's going on there and what's going on in the, the scholar world and, and in a lot of these think tanks and in the tech world and the media world. And he, he knows what's going on and he talks about how it's a slow decay of just people's ideas about one another and, you know, the decay of information and privacy and we're all witnessing it. And I've been very outspoken about the recent censorship um, of, of things and you know we're being pulled into like this race culture thing that obviously there's highlights that need to be paid attention to but hey it's all distractions from from just people being well and being friendly to one another and, and it's 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 very apparent if you ask me and I think a lot of more people are paying attention to it and that's what fired me up for this episode because I think as they pay attention to it, they're getting more angry and they're getting more riled up and they're getting more anxious and more, more stressed when, Hey man, this is the time to treat that as, as, as you learn about your health during the pandemic, or you learning about anything else, take this as, Hey, this is how the world works. And it's worked this way for, you know, years and years and years since this is systems and structures and infrastructure and, and philosophy and, you know, business and economics. These are all, uh, systems and things that have been existent for for millennia and at different levels, different varying degrees, and we're just experiencing it at different times in our lives. And I think as you 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 wake up to a little bit more of what's going on and how things are positioned and, and put in front of us, and it, it, it's really just how we respond to things, guys. It's really just how we take in information and and choose to respond about it. And again, you know they talk about doing something tough and, and, and James Lindsay discussed this 
in that interview, and he said that he believes that people are going to start having, you know, I, I, I consider what I have a realization of, of myself, right? And, you know, I have been as mindful as I can in my approach to people since then. You know, I, I instilled it in my team. Hey, guys, this is how we're going to approach customers. This is how we're going to take care of things. You know, I developed a system and how we're going to introduce ourselves. I created a barrier. I became, you know, the incident with that gentleman just so happened that I was outside while it, 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 this took place. But I realized that, hey, you know, in order for my team to feel safe, I need to be outside before anybody has a chance to even come into the store. And I need to just greet the customers outside and be that person with the customers, make the customers feel at ease, make them feel safe, make them feel like they're about to walk into an environment that's comfortable. And then I need to make sure my team can echo that. And hey, when the customer is in the store disconnected from me, they get the same type of compassion and the same type of response from you. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you feel comfortable. And the only way you're going to feel comfortable is if you know that the customers come in with have already touched base with me and they know what's going on and they know to have a mask on and to keep it on and not to take it off and they know to keep distance so that way when they hear it from you and you go up hey mr customer my name's such and such uh let's remember that we're you know keeping distance check out this phone over here or whatever what have you like come on like there's just certain processes and certain things that can be done that can be small tweaks but they can have gigantic impacts and that's what this did for me Having this little realization of how I communicate with people and how I can better mediate potential conflicts and uh, better use my energy and my voice and my, my ideas to, to help people in this situation was a, a great thing for me, guys. It was a huge impact on my mentality and my, my approach on things, and it just it, it further solidified why I'm doing this podcast. You know, I talk about chaos and order and balancing them out and, you know, this this took a load off load of stress off of me and you know that's not to say that the situation went away or got easy because it, it's just gotten more complex you know and and it's I talked about being a leader and being in that situation and being a leader is difficult and that's my goal in life is to lead people and to to, to be a voice for people and to help them and to support them and to to do what I can to lift people up like I've been lifted up in the past and it's it's going to come to these experiences and these these harsh harsh realizations. You know, luckily for me, this particular one, as far as the communication goes, was was fairly mild. You know, in comparison to some of some experiences I've had, but at the same time, it was very it was very intense. It was very long lasting. It has a lasting impact on me. I think because of just how profound the realization was, and you know how in the moment and profound the threat and the incident was, you know, I was, it was, an, it was a weird situation. I don't know how anybody else would have reacted other than myself, but I tried to stay calm. I tried to stay in the moment and, you know, luckily it didn't get physical or it didn't turn into anything crazy, but at the same time it stuck with me and it, it forced me to make myself uncomfortable in my thought process and what am I doing wrong? Where, where am I failing and how can I be better? And, you know, James Lindsay, again, he talks about authenticity and, and how that only comes through, through like struggle and discipline and dedication and, you know, these little virtuous things that we want to achieve throughout life, right? We, we want to achieve them in a way that is virtuous and in a way that is true. And I think that we only go through that process and we only achieve those, those, those markers when we go through struggle and we go through uh, you know, this process of authenticity, as he likes to call it, you know, living your best life, living your truth, however you want to, however you want to say it, you know, being your one true self, your authentic self is, is, is hard. And 
it comes through these little moments that we're forced to dig deep, you know? Um, and the bigger your goals and the bigger your aspirations, the bigger the challenges are going to be, honestly. Um, you know, recently helped my sister get through a little, a little, uh, a little situation where she wasn't herself and was, you know, having to deal with a lot of insecurities and a lot of like negative emotions and, and thoughts. And all I could tell her was, Hey man, this is the battle. This is the workout. This is the, the drawing and erasing. Cause she's an artist. This is that, these are the mistakes you're going to make. These are the, the, the process to getting better, but then you're going to fucking, you know, step back and say, man, I, I was able to create this. I was able to get through this. And she's dealt with that. She's dealt with one of the biggest obstacles anybody can face and has come out the other side on top and a champion. And I had to, you know, take her back to that place, I think, for a second and tell her that she's strong and capable and, you know, tell her that she's done this before because it's a process that people need to go through. And that's it's, it's a process that makes people stronger and it makes people more resilient for resilient to, to life, I think. And, you know, I, I get a little off, off, off topic there, but through this experience and being able to f better find my communication and, and, and better hone in on, on what I am and who I am and what I want to do, um, you know, I, I've, I've become a little bit more authentic. I've become a little bit more happy, um, which is another thing I think that these little virtuous uh, actions are going to are going to accomplish. I think you're going to find happiness. I think you're in finding who finding out who you are and finding out what your true self is. You're going to find out what your happiness is. And in that you're going to be compassionate with people. And it's just this, ah, man, I can fucking record a hundred different episodes about a hundred different topics and just go off. And I'm not going to do that today. Um, but I am going to wrap this up guys. I am going to, uh, you know, say that I'm proud of this episode and, and to, to get through it in one take and not feel nervous about it is kind of nice after just being away from this setting for, for, for some time. Um, you know, I, I, I urge you and I encourage you to think about being more compassionate as you're going out there today, as you're, as you're living your life, as you're doing your thing over the next couple of weeks, months, year. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulties still coming our way. And, uh, you know, you're going to go through some experiences that are going to be tough and you're going to have to fight or flight. That's a very real response. And you're going to have to come up with something. You're going to have to have a game plan. You're going to have to accomplish something, uh, dig deep, get through some tough situations in your head, some, some mental battles, some physical battles. Um, but I believe you can, right? I believe you can find that balance of chaos and order. I believe that you can come to a, uh, a, a real nice balance of, of, of your life, your happiness, your, your, your input, your output. And it, it comes through again, experience and, 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 and doing the work, putting the work in, uh, again, I can elaborate on that, but interpret it as you will. Guys, thank you for, uh, listening to the podcast, for subscribing to the podcast. As always, you can get everything related to the podcast at commonchaos.net. We now have a YouTube channel, The Common Chaos, on YouTube, uh, The Common Chaos on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as always. Facebook has some exclusive video content. Uh, it has some exclusive working class violence content. If you are into MMA, if you are into combat sports, uh, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, what have you, wrestling, pro wrestling, you want to check out working class violence where I 
sit down with my friends who are normal average people in the violent, violent combat sports world. Um, I sit down with them. I discuss fights. Uh, we discuss other things in life. It's, it's definitely a fight podcast. So if you're into that, if you're into combat sports, check that out over at commonchaos.net in the Common Chaos Facebook page. That is Working Class Violence. Um, it's basically just Common Chaos's fight edition of the podcast. Um, I know there's more. CommonChaos.net. There's merch. If you sign up for my email list, you get free merch. Check it out. It's on the homepage. We now have the Apocalypse Now series up on YouTube as well. Um, fuck. FightbackCBD.com. Save 20% by using the code CHAOS. SocietySucks.co.com. Save 15% on all their merch by using the code CHAOS. Um, that's a paid sponsorship too, by the way, guys. For, for all the sales through that, I get, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking sponsored model. So... Yeah, big things do happen, bitches. Just kidding. Uh, it's I don't know how long it's gonna last. <laughs> I haven't even gotten my my stuff yet. <laughs> but the code's up there. Use it. Fifteen percent. Code word chaos. Um, yeah, guys. I think that's it for me. Uh, best thing you can do for me is share this. Share this podcast with your friends. Um, you know, something that I do, I try to come on here, or something that I'm gonna be more. Something I'm gonna do more of. Um, is I'm going to share resources that have helped me get through uh, or helped me go through life and, and, and you know, have really good experiences with. Uh, I'm going to be able to share those resources for you guys. Uh, in this episode in particular, I mentioned uh, James Lindsay frequently. Um, he is a professor and a scholar and uh, I believe a journalist. Um, and he has had a bunch of uh, great interviews as of late because he has some books out. His most recent one was on the Joe Rogan Experience, so go check that out. It's a lovely podcast. Um, yeah, and a book that I want to shout out is a book that I recently just got done uh, reading, Fortitude, by um, Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw is a congressman for Texas, uh, I believe out of a district in Houston, if I'm not mistaken, and he wrote this book called Fortitude that I just got done reading, um, and it's phenomenal. It's basically about cancel culture and how, uh, hey, through uh, realizing yourself and your own capabilities and your own worth and your own value, um, again, you're you know becoming authentic, finding your true self, uh, you are going to build fortitude. And that fortitude is going to help you understand difficult situations, difficult uh, contexts. Um, and then it's going to help you just be a more uh, affordable person. And you know, fortitude is important, especially when we are met with obstacles, especially when we are met with struggles. You need to be able to get through them. You need to be able to have mental and uh, physical fortitude. Uh, mankind, the wrestler used to say testicular fortitude. Uh, you know, you got to have that sometimes as well. So fortitude, it's the book by Dan Crenshaw. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, you guys are going to be getting a couple of episodes from me blasting out here pretty quick. So get ready for them. Uh, you can also check me out at IHateTheScene.com. It's our weekly podcast that I do with my friend Matt Musselwhite. Uh, IHateTheScene.com. Check it out. And I love you guys. Thank you again for listening. Again, give this a share, a like, and a follow with your friends. Uh, follow me on the social medias and engage with me because a lot of my content comes from you guys. You're all beautiful. I love you. Bye-bye.